Welcome to the Wild Woman Healing Podcast, where we dive into the discussions and practices that guide you back to your wild and true self. I'm your host, Riley Hedberg, creator and vessel for my business and entity, Wild Woman Healing. Together, we partner to create community, connection, and opportunities that help you to release what doesn't serve you, upgrade your frequency, and expand the inherent wisdom within your heart. I'm so grateful for your support, energy, and presence, as well as joining me on a journey in this podcast in rewilding yourself. Together, we will uncover the wisdom, creativity, and capabilities that already exist within you. Together, we will reclaim our right to stay wild. of the Wild Woman Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Joe Hedberg, and I am the creator of creator and partner of my business, Wild Woman Healing LLC, where I help lovely women like yourself to connect with your wild and true self. Um, so welcome everybody and welcome to another episode. So I'll be talking a little bit about shadow work today and I wanted to share just like a little bit of an intro before getting into it because I simultaneously decided to record it for my um, members area group, which is part of my one-on-one coaching and my group coaching program. Um, And so I wanted to do a separate intro for the podcast, but that's a topic we'll be talking about today is shadow work woohoo getting into it um but before that i just wanted to share a little bit about what's going on with me and then a little bit about um some of my offerings if you guys are curious um so yeah like i well i'm excited one because i'm gonna have some more free time to just get back to my joy and do what I want to do, which is wake up in the day and not know what's going to happen sometimes, right? Like I find um, structure I think is helpful for me, but at the same time, I sometimes like long for those days where I could just be that like free spirited hippie backpacker and just go like camping um, and like live out of my friend's van for a few days. I used to do that with my friend Kelly a lot. Shout out Kelly if you're listening. Um, and it was such a fun time, um, you know? So I'm like, okay, I haven't done that in so long. You know, I've been so busy just like trying to start my business and like figure all that out. And then in grad school and then, you know, working with clients and, and I moved to a new place in January. So it's just felt like a lot, but I'm coming on up to like a break and I'm just feeling also like I'm moving into more of like a winter right now, even though it's summer outside of me. That's what the seasons are telling me. Um, And also for just like a time of reflection, right? It's just important for me to really step back and reflect right now. What's going on? What do I need to do? What is important to me? What are my values? Things like that. And just reconnecting with Pachamama. You know, I live in the middle of the jungle. For those of you that don't know, I live on the big island of Hawaii. Um, And I've been here for a little over two years now. But yeah, I 
I live, you know, close to nature, but it's just different when I'm like working and and just doing my normal daily routine rather than when I'm being more intentional about spending time in nature. So I've been inspired by a friend that I was talking to about um, maybe doing just like a little solo camping trip by myself. So we'll see if that transpires. But yeah, that's what's going on in my life right now. And I'm really excited. I'm um, ending um, another one of my classes this week, my human design training. So I'm excited. I, I want to begin to do some um, training, not trainings, um, readings with some of my friends and family and kind of get the hang of it and then open it up for you guys um, to get a reading from me. I'm really excited to be sharing all this information with you guys. Human design is literally so liberating. I don't even know why I got into the training. It never thought I never thought it would be something that I would want to do, but spirit calls, you know, spirit calls and I answer and I say, "Okay, let's do it." Um, but really like I I've just so I'm a manifesting generator and it just validates so like human design validates so much about me and it is like it's not like you're following like a dogma right like i'm not like oh my god i'm a manifesting generator so like i can't i can't do these things and i have to stick to what a manifesting generator knows and no it's not like that at all like which is different than when i thought it was going to be right like i was just like i don't really want to be limited by like all these types and lines and all these things right that like go into uh human design but it's so crazy because like i feel like so much more free from it right like once i started following like my strategy and my authority and you know noticed if i was in my signature which is satisfaction or if i was in my not self which is um frustration and so that's really helped me to just you know be guided by my true north so i encourage you if you guys are like interested in it to please reach out to me sign up for a reading um it's really, really life changing. And I promise you that you will learn so much about yourself. And um, there'll probably be some things about yourself that, you know, you feel validated by, which is great, right? Because life's always trying to tell us not to be who we are. But I feel like human design helps to kind of just open it up and be like, you know what, it's okay to be this, this type of way. Um, Be who you want to be, right? So um and then i'm doing another self-love workshop in um i think it's like june 18th i want to say either the 18th or the 19th and then the 25th so i'm doing like two saturdays each a week apart for three hours each so it's going to be six hours total i'm really excited about this one um and I do have early bird pricing up until June 1st. So if you want to get in on that, I highly encourage you to do so. Um, And yeah, I I mean, the last workshop went really well. I love sharing this information because self-love has been really transformational for me. So and I know it's going to be so transformational for all you guys. I have so much information in there. And we also do a little self-love ritual at the end which I think is very beautiful and symbolic about the journey that we're on together. So I've got that going on. And then as always, my one-on-one coaching program, I'm opened for a few, take a few more people on for that. And then I have my group coaching program opening up this July. Woohoo! Super excited about that one. Um, I think it's going to be great just to have a space um, to like, 
you know, share what's going on in your life and then also be held accountable, right, for the things that you want to do and the changes that you want to make and also getting to hear the perspectives of others and really be in like the safe community to like share some probably vulnerable things about yourself right because that's that's what happens in our coaching woohoo we get into it um so yeah i just kind of um yeah it's a great way too for people that can't afford my one-on-one coaching to still get coached by me um but just in a different setting and so i believe i'm gonna i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm gonna do four months um for the group And then I think I'm going to do like three sessions a week too. So it is a little less intensive too than the one-on-one. And you get to like, obviously we'll have a group on Boxer and you'll be able to like message me during the week and like, you know, talk to other people in the group as well. So it's really, really going to be a great experience and I'm super excited about it. Um, So if you're interested, you can go over to my website, um, and you can also um, message me as well if you're interested in signing up for that. Okay, well, I think that's all I have to share right now. Um, but I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Um, and yeah, please reach out to me with any insights or questions that arise for you around this. Because I know that shadow work can be kind of heavy sometimes. I just encourage you to keep an open mind. And I thank you for being open to receiving this from me and the universe. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to this training, this episode of my podcast. Um, However you're here, welcome. Um, So, I just want to check my mic. Okay, all good. So, today we're going to be talking about shadows. I wanted to talk a little bit about our shadows because our shadows are really important in coming back to wholeness, in bringing those fragmented pieces into ourselves, um, as well as, um, you know, really giving ourselves that love, right? So we'll get into this like a little bit, um, definitely. But yeah, our shadows are just a really, really important part in transforming and healing ourselves. Um, And this is something that I just taught in my last self-love workshop. And it's something that we definitely explore in our coaching session. So if you're here and you are um, watching this in my Queendom uh, members area, my website, you're probably part of my coaching programs or just somebody who wants to learn more. So yeah, it's definitely something that we will explore if we haven't already explored. Um, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, then I welcome you to just learn more about this on your own, or I welcome you to explore this with me in my coaching program. Okay, so first we're going to start out with what are our shadows? So our shadows are the parts of us that we believe are bad or undesirable. And So, okay, I'll just read the next one. So they are aspects of us that we shove into the deepest parts of ourselves. So they're the parts of us that we we reject, right? Um, They're like, I like to think of it metaphorically as like a closet inside of us, right? So like we are our own homes. And then there's the part of us that's like a closet, which is like a lot of the time it's this unconscious part of us. And 
um, our shadows, they usually come from when we were younger and we were in our childhood. And, you know, maybe I always give this example because it sticks in my head and I, I kind of like it too, but, you know, let's say there's like a young girl and she is like a natural leader, right? Like she knows how to direct people. Um, she knows like how best to use their energy. Maybe she's a projector. I don't know. Um, if anyone's listening and they're a projector or um, they are into human design, you might pick up on that. But um, anyways, she's a natural leader, right? And a lot of the time in like our Western world, like women, we aren't really trained to be leaders, right? That's for the men. And so people might have said to her, like when she was young there, they might have said like, oh, you're so bossy, you know, that's not like how, how a lady acts, um, you know, that's not like basically just making her feel like this isn't a good quality for you to have. Um, and, you know, this is important because when we're young, right, we we want to it's almost like for survival we need to like fit in with our community we need to fit in with our family we need to fit in with our tribe you know just think about like I mean there's still obviously humans that like live in like tribes and groups now but you know when that was more of the majority instead of these nuclear families that we live in now if you got kicked out of the tribe like it was most likely um you know, you're most likely maybe going to die, right? <laughs> like you're on your own out there and you might get eaten by something. Um, you know, you might get hunted by like another tribe or killed by another tribe. Um, you might just starve to death. Who knows what it is? humans we we want to be accepted by others um like it's almost like a fundamental part of who we are you know we're not meant to just be like living isolated alone in a cave in the woods yes some of us prefer that um and sometimes i do too but like ultimately like we are wired i believe for connection and connecting with people and if you know you're younger and people aren't connecting with who you are they're kind of saying oh you know we're not going to accept you for who you are um then that's how those aspects become shadows because you want to be accepted right and so it's almost like when you're younger a survival mechanism so you shove those parts of yourself into this closet you're like i need to be accepted in order to survive you know i need to be accepted by my family by my friends my teachers mentors whoever it is um so this is kind of how this plays out and this happens and so at one point, you know, you might have been a leader and then it gets shoved into this closet and then you just kind of forget that you even had this tendency. Right. And you might just think now, you know, now maybe you're older and you're like, that's not me. I'm not a leader. Like, I don't even like leadership. I don't like other leaders. Um, and we will explore this soon. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Um so they're also, shadows are also the parts of us that make us feel shame or fear. Um, and I've kind of, you know, mentioned this bad or undesirable, but yeah, like, you know, just thinking about, think about the things that you really don't like about yourself and that you don't want to share with others, even let alone think about with yourself because they bring you a lot of shame, right? You think I am a bad person. Um, 
or like this is a bad quality about me um and so just thinking about those things like can kind of um I guess point an arrow or a direction into the parts of you that you know make you feel shameful for example I'll use the I'll use my anger so I do have a lot of anger and you know recently I've been really resolving that and working with my anger so I don't really actually want to say keep going with that narrative that I'm an angry person because I don't really believe I am but when I was younger I had a lot of anger and I didn't know what to do with it right like anger isn't something that people really want to see let alone I feel like in women um in men it's definitely more accepted I'll say though I don't really think anybody you know enjoys anger um and so yeah like whenever I would get angry you know like it wasn't met by other people in a positive way um and so I would suppress it and like that would lead to like even more anger right because you can think of it like putting putting a lid on a pot and it's just boiling and boiling and boiling and it's building up and the pressure is building up and like eventually like it's gonna come out right like your closet is gonna get filled up and it's gonna burst open and that's when you know we get triggered and there's you know you might act in a way say something do something where you're like what the like I have no idea what just happened like that wasn't me like I feel like I've been overcome by something so if you've ever experienced any of that before like that could be your shadows coming out right it could be you being triggered by something and finally like expressing that but because you haven't expressed it you know in a while it's gonna come out like all of this energy um and so yeah like I always felt a lot of shame about my anger and when it would come out like sometimes it would come out when I was drinking because like my defenses were down the door to my closet was opened and I would say things like that were really hurtful to people um and it would make me feel even worse about myself and about my anger I was like oh my god like I'm such a bad person like my anger sucks my anger's terrible like and it would just perpetuate this cycle so yeah you can just kind of see how it just it goes into like this negative feedback loop and it's hard to get out of so I talked about this a little, but it's usually triggered by others and or outside stimuli. So, you know, when you see somebody and I'm going to go back to the example of the leader, that woman that, you know, when she was younger, she was a natural leader, but people kind of made her feel like that wasn't a good aspect to have. And so she put that into her shadow closet. So maybe she's like at a conference or something, or, you know, she's even just out at a gathering with some friends and there's like some some other woman that's there and you know you can just tell that she's a leader she's really good at directing people taking charge um and you know this woman is really triggered by her and she doesn't even know why right you know she's kind of like well there's nothing really that I can you know think of like that this woman has done or like I don't know why she triggers me so much and I feel all of these things towards her but I do um and so this can be a trigger right because she sees this playing out in somebody else even though she might be unconscious of it and she wonder and like this you know it's like the shadow wants to come out and it's being triggered by this person who is an embodiment of the shadow aspect of this woman um 
And so, you know, a lot of the times with shadows, like we don't want to see them in ourselves and we also can project these onto other people. Um, and so like, that's another thing to watch out for too, is like the things that you're judging others for and that really, you know, upset you about other people are usually the things that are within you, right? Because you wouldn't be able to see them if they weren't already within you. Um, and that's been a big um, piece in my life, you know, just seeing like, because I want to say this too, like nobody could make you feel a certain way um, without your permission, right? So like at the end of the day, people can do anything, but you have the power to react how you want to. You choose how you're going to feel. And I understand that's really hard. And there's a lot of different circumstances where this could be even more difficult. Um, but we're not going to get all into that. I'm just saying, you know, it is possible for you to have the power to, you know, take your power back. And that's really why um, working with our shadows is so important. So again, yeah, our shadows are usually formed in our childhood. It doesn't necessarily have to be by your caregivers. It can be by others in your life. It can even be by your peers, um, teachers, whatever it may be. So the importance of shadow work in loving ourselves. Um, so an important aspect of shadow work is making the unconscious parts of ourselves conscious. So when we do this, we give the power back to ourselves. Mm hmm. So, yeah, this is definitely I feel like the first step is just realizing that you do have shadows. So many you might be listening to this and be like, I've never even heard of this concept before. Like, I did not know this was a thing. And I also don't want you to think about your shadows as like this dark, um, gloomy entity. I think that they've been um, painted in this negative light and it doesn't have to be this way. Right. It doesn't have to be this. um uh, just, I guess, dark, deceitful presence. Um, our shadows are actually here to help us and come and bring us back into wholeness, right? So it's a really good thing to have them um, and to be like aware of them and conscious of them because once we're conscious is when we can start to have this awareness and choose differently for ourselves and for our shadows. So we can make a choice that's either more empowering for us and is going to bring us back into wholeness, or we can make a choice that's going to continue to disempower us. And I want to say here, like, I'm not saying that, like, any of you are not whole, like, you definitely already are. This isn't to say, like, anything is wrong with you. Um, you're already amazing people. But it's just kind of like, sometimes we have fragmented parts of ourselves with our shadows, right? They're like pieces of us that we haven't really integrated in ourselves. We've tried to separate ourselves from them. And that's what I'm talking about when you're bringing them back into wholeness. Um, so you're not as fragmented as you are. Um, and you're also, I want to say too, like you're less judgmental, more compassionate and loving towards yourself and others. So again, I already talked about this, but you know, when you're judging somebody else, when you're disliking somebody else for something that they're doing, it's only because there's a part of you that you don't like and a part of you that you're criticizing and judging. So I've definitely seen this in myself. Like I was a really judgmental person. And like sometimes obviously I'm a human, so I still do find myself judging people, but it's definitely not as much as I used to. Um, and that's because I've learned to love those parts of myself 
like I've learned to, you know, see them for what they are and that they're really helpful to me and that they they have something to show me rather than um, these evil things that I need to get rid of. And, you know, just think about that. Like those are parts of you and like just think about the energy that you're putting towards them when you're constantly saying like, I don't like this part of myself. I hate this part of myself. Like you're still saying to yourself, no matter what, even if they are your shadows, like, I don't like myself. I hate myself. Like I suck. Um, just think about that energy, right. That you're saying to yourself rather than saying like, okay, like I don't necessarily like this part of myself, but I can still love this part of myself. And I think that this is a big thing. And I've definitely mentioned this in my self-love episode. Um, at least I think I did, but I'm going to say it now is that, um, you know, you don't have to like yourself to love yourself. So what I mean by that is I'll take the example of my anger again. You don't necessarily, I don't necessarily have to always like my anger. And, you know, sometimes I'll react in ways because of my anger that I'm not necessarily proud of, but I can still love my anger for what it's trying to show me. And I can still love myself at the end of the day. So I could say, oh, you know, just taking a curious stance on it, not a judgmental viewpoint. I can say, oh, like, um, I didn't really like what would happen there. I didn't like how I reacted, but I can always change that, right? Like I'm a human. I can give myself some grace and I can say, you know, that's all right. Um, I can learn something from this. It's all a lesson. I was doing the best I could at that point in time, right? So this is how you can begin to kind of show yourself some love because I feel like this is the biggest medicine for um, our shadows and for a lot of our wounds in general honestly is just having some compassion and some love for these parts which I will say can be hard to do um, so yeah we when we have again more compassion towards ourselves, we're going to have that for others because if you can have compassion for your shadows just think about how that's going to translate out to your relationships like, you know, you see somebody else that, you know, might be projecting their shadows onto you and might be reacting in certain ways that might necessarily, that might have triggered you previously, you know, and made you kind of upset. But if you can see that, like, you know, they're really working through something and it's not necessarily about you, then you, you're more likely to have some compassion for them and be like, you know what, I've been through this before too. I know what you're going through. I feel that. And you know, obviously, like, you're not going to let people walk all over you, but you can still have compassion for them. So the also the importance of shadow work is that you feel more worthy of who you truly are and the gifts that you have to share in this lifetime. So our shadows don't necessarily have to be like these, you know, dark aspects. I've, as I've been saying, it can be like your gifts as well, like your creativity. So for example, for me, like my gift, I really feel like is spirituality and sharing that with other people and helping to heal others. And this was a one of my biggest shadows, right? So honestly, I'll say this, the things that you're trying to hide might actually be some of your greatest gifts. So this is why I think shadow work is actually quite exciting because you're being reunited with so many of your gifts and so many beautiful parts of yourself that you might not even know are there, right? How cool is that? Um, and so I just invite you to, you know, as you're exploring, just open up to those gifts. So, yeah, when, you know, I was always like thinking, you know, people are going to think I'm weird if I express some of like my spiritual 
ideas and like what I want to do in my healing. Like I knew fundamentally that's what I wanted to do um, was like be a healer in some sort of way or just study that or wherever the journey led me. But I was scared and I didn't like that part of myself because, you know, when I was younger, people would call me weird and people just, at least in my perspective, right? It's all perspective. They didn't seem very interested in what I had to say. And yeah, I just had a really hard time expressing myself. And I was just like, you know, I want to fit in. I want to be accepted. And, you know, people aren't going to accept me. Like I had this idea. Um, and actually, you know, I would see other spiritual women like on social media or just in life doing these things that I wanted to do. And I was very triggered by that. And I would think to myself, who are those women to be doing those things? And you know, traveling the world like that and teaching these workshops and, you know, they must be so full of themselves. And, and I had those thoughts, you know, and I was kind of a bit of a hater, I won't lie. Um, and it was just like this shadow aspect of myself, like projecting onto them, right? So once I could see that and I was like, wow, this is actually what I want. Like, this is one of my shadows and this is me. I could bring that to the light, bring it to the surface, let it out of the closet and, you know, come, come to that part of me and be like, this is me. I accept you. I love you. You are a part of me, you know, and so many things opened up for me then like life was just so much easier, right? Because I wasn't like constantly going against myself. Like there wasn't all of this tension that there once was. Um, and so this is really also important in just like bringing peace to yourself too. And now, right, I'm sharing my gifts with so many other people. Like I, I, I have this podcast, right? Because I've integrated this shadow part of me and I'm sharing all of this with you guys. Um, I am a coach, you know, and I'm helping so many, so many other amazing women, like really come back to their power and like see their, inherent creativity and capabilities and if I didn't integrate my shadow in then this wouldn't be happening um and so yeah it's just you know you'll you might be surprised with what you find but I really encourage you to explore that um yeah so I have a quote here by Brene Brown which a lot of you might know and if you don't know her she's amazing she's got a lot of great books out and I encourage you to listen to her TED talk that she gave about shame, I believe, shame and vulnerability. If you honestly just type it on YouTube, like Brene Brown TED talk, I guarantee it's going to come up. I think there's like 30 million views or something, but it's a good talk. So she says, we desperately don't want to experience shame and we're not willing to talk about it. Yet the only way to resolve shame is to talk about it. Maybe we're afraid of topics like love and shame. Most of us like safety, certainty, and clarity. Shame and love are grounded in vulnerability and tenderness. Mm -hmm. Thank you, girl. Thank you, Brene. Love it. Um, so this is a big thing is voicing it, talking about it. And like this doesn't even necessarily need to be verbally. But expressing this shame that you have in any way where you can kind of just like get it out there, right? Because as Brene is saying, like shame cannot live when we um, bring it to the light, when we share it with others, with ourselves in a different way than we have before. It can only really, it reminds me of mold, right? Mold can only live when 
it's like in this dark, damp place and it never gets any light. But when you bring it to the sun, it can't, it can't live. Right. Um, and so that kind of is what shame feels like to me in a way. It's like this moldy thing, maybe that's like rotting us from the outside, which is quite the picture. Um, but yeah, maybe metaphorically that helps you a bit. Um, so, you, you know, like I encourage you to just maybe even start journaling first about some of the things you feel shameful for. Just get it out there because you might not even know at first. And then once you feel ready, maybe just sharing it with other people. So for me, sharing like, oh, I have anger, you know, um, sometimes I can be an angry person or, you know, I felt shame because of, you know, my spiritual gifts and my healing abilities. And I've shared that with like my partner and I've been sharing it with my family and I'm sharing it with you guys. And it feels really good to get it out there. And I don't feel shameful for it anymore. Right. I'm just like, it is what it is and it's fine. And it's a part of me. And then we also see that all of us humans are in it together, right? We all have parts of ourselves that we don't necessarily always like and that we sometimes feel bad about. And it's not just us, right? It's not just the individual that feels shame. Everybody has this experience and that is okay. So how to integrate our shadows? So integrating our shadows and coming back to wholeness. So again, you know, it's first important to become aware of our shadows and become conscious to the fact that you do have shadows. And so I talked about it a little bit, but it's important to become aware of what triggers you. So I've talked about triggers a little bit, but, you know, just tapping into what you notice you're being triggered by somebody, you know, you can say like, what is it about this person that I'm being triggered by? What emotion is being drawn forth? How do I feel about them? Maybe you feel agitated, a bit angry, maybe you feel sad, fearful, whatever it is, just go to that emotion. And then you can ask like, why do I feel this way? And maybe you'll get an answer and then keep going deeper and deeper. And I guarantee you're going to get to the root of it. Um, and this is something that we also will be exploring in my coaching program, you know, with all of the questions that I ask you and how deep we dig. And if you do decide to join my coaching program as well, um and so yeah just like notice as you're going throughout the day like what is triggering you about people or it doesn't even have to be people it could be like certain circumstances for me there was like a whole thing about when I was in class or anything and like I feel like um it would go over the time I would always get triggered by that because you know in my mind I was like people don't respect me and they are abusing my time you know what? It was really a projection of me not respecting myself and abusing my own time, right? Um, so once I figured that out and I learned to respect myself, so boundaries with myself, I did not feel as agitated as I once did um, when I was in class. So that's just a little example for you guys. So another thing is to accept your shadows. I've talked about that and surrender to the moment. Let it be. Let it be like the Beatles. I think that's them that sang that song, Let It Be. I hope so, because I think that's a really popular song. And if I got that wrong, I'm sure a lot of people would um, have something to say about that. But anyways, um, so, yeah, accepting your shadows and surrendering to the moment. So, yeah, it's important, you know, whenever you're feeling something to not try to get away from it. 
so many of us are just trying to get away from ourselves all of the time. And this is why I feel like, you know, we have addictions to like TV or hanging out with other people or eating or drinking, whatever it is, it could be anything. Um, but you know, it's like, because we're trying to get away from ourselves, we can't just sit with what's going on. So I encourage you to just, whenever you feel a shadow's coming up, like my anger, you know, I just accept that. And I say, thank you, anger. Like I accept you. It's okay for me to be feeling this way. Even if I don't necessarily obviously want to be feeling angry instead of me being like, I don't want to feel this way. I just want to feel good. You know, I'm trying to escape my feelings. And when I do that, it just perpetuates the cycle even more. I just get stuck in it. But if I can just sit with it, take a few breaths and say, okay, I'm feeling angry right now. What need of mine is not being met? What do I need to do right now? What are you trying to tell me, anger? Just sit with that and let it come up. Feel it. And I promise you, like, it's going to be a lot easier to do this. And you're going to have a lot more peace rather than fighting it. Because you're just creating more tension in yourself when you do this. Um, and then, so release your shadows, bring them to the light, let them out of the closet. So I just kind of talked about that just, and I mentioned that before, just letting them out, not being afraid to explore them, not being afraid to talk about them, express them and however you want to. Again, it doesn't have to be verbally. You could write a song about it. You could paint a picture about it. You could create something out of clay, whatever you want to do, but just expressing your shadow and really kind of just giving your shadow a voice, acknowledging your shadow and saying, I see you, shadow. I see you. I accept you. I know you're a part of me and that's okay. Just explore that and just notice how your inner world is changing. And when your inner world changes, how that correlates to your outer world and what's going on there. Because I can almost guarantee you that transformation is going to take place within you and you're going to feel a lot more peaceful. And again, practice compassion for yourself. This is really important too. So just practicing compassion at every step of the journey, like shadow work can be a lot and it's not always easy. It's not always fun. It's not always light and um, this beautiful spiritual thing. <laughs> um, it can be a lot. And especially when you're first letting your shadows out, right? It can, you know, you're letting them out and there can be a lot coming up at once. So like, for example, with my anger, like, when I was first exploring that, there was a lot of anger that came up because I had been suppressing it for so long. So I just want you to know that that can be perfectly normal. And that's fine to be feeling a lot at once. It's okay. Each part of your journey is okay. It doesn't have to necessarily look a certain way. So one thing that might be important here is just dropping expectations about where you're at in your shadow journey or like any part in your journey and what it should look like, right? Just release that just surrender to what's happening and just accept and and practice that compassion I realize that's easier said than done the hard work is when it's happening and you know just asking yourself can I accept this about me do I accept this um yeah and just work with that so I wanted to kind of share some examples about how to work with your shadows um so you can journal about your triggers. Um, and then I have some, some questions here that you can ask, like, what is it about this person that I don't like? Do I have some of these traits sometimes? What part of me does that person enliven when I'm around them? And how do I feel about that part of myself? So if you like to journal, this is great. Great tool for reflection. Um, 
And if you don't like to journal, you can just honestly think about these questions too. You know, you can ponder them. You can maybe even talk to somebody else about them if you want. Um, Yeah, and just explore that. And then examine your family tree. I think this is an exciting one because our family, I will say, is like very triggering, but it can have a lot to show us in healing ourselves because, right, like that's where most of your trauma happens or shadows or, you know, whatever is happening. A lot of it happens in our childhood. So, you know, most of us were probably with our family for a good chunk of our childhood. So examining our family tree is really important in, you know, bringing these shadows to the light. And if you weren't with your family in your childhood, then think about the people that you were with and make that your tree. And, you know, there still obviously be your family too. Um, but yeah, just thinking about that. So, you know, you can start with yourself and then bridge that out to your parents. You can have your siblings in there if you want. If you have siblings, cousins, aunts and uncles, grandparents, whatever it is. And then just think about like some of the shadows or some of the things you judge them for. Like, for example, it could be like, oh, um, you know, my uncle is an alcoholic Um, or, you know, my my aunt is constantly, you know, criticizing me and and I don't really like that. And, you know, she thinks she knows what's best for me, but I know what's best for me. And just think about that and like ask yourself like those same questions that I mentioned before like is could it be possible but that these things are within me like why does this trigger me so much um because I can promise you like if it wasn't in you or like it wasn't something that like you know was like a shadow or something important to you like it would not trigger you that much like you just wouldn't have as much many emotions tied to it um so, yeah, I, I definitely encourage you to explore that one and see what you find and try to be honest with yourself, too. I know a lot of us think that, you know, we're so much better than the rest of our family and we know so much more and like, I'm not anything like my family, um, you know, but, you know, just try to be as honest as you can. This can be quite a humbling experience and it can also make you, you know, a bit more compassionate, too, towards them as well. So another thing is confront your family, I mean, your shadows. So, you know, let them again, don't run away from them, face them head on, right? In order to transmute, we have to go through. So yeah, just confront them. And, you know, you can say like, if you're releasing them out of the closet, like I release you fear, come, come to me and let's work this out. Or I release you doubt, I release you shame, I release you insecurity, I release anger. Come to me and let me see you for who you are, what you have done, how you are to myself, because I know that you're important to me and I know that you have something to share with me. Um, and then journal with your shadow aspects. So this is something that I do a lot and has been really beneficial. And this is something I learned in my graduate program. So I'm in school for consciousness and transformation currently. Um, but what I learned was like, you can, um, so I would like be myself, right? But then I would also take on a perspective of one of my shadows. So I'm going to use anger again. So I would be me and then I would be anger and then me and anger. And we would go back and forth and have like an open dialogue. And you, you know, just drop, try to take your logical mind out of it. 
just let the words flow from you like out of your pen if you don't want to write you can you know record yourself too saying these things and that might be kind of a good way to do that too but just like personifying um you know these parts of yourself will help you to really see what they have to share and see what they have to say um and give them a voice and you might realize some things about yourself that you were not aware of um so yeah this is definitely a helpful exercise just taking a little sip of water i think i'm a bit dehydrated um but yeah that's some things that you can do to work through your shadows. And I'll share some of this in the show notes for the podcast. And then for uh, those of you that are watching this, you'll be able just to see it on the slides. Um, and these are some things to think about um, for yourself. Like what came up for you around this topic of shadows? So, you know, any images, feelings, sensations, et cetera, maybe after you're done listening to this, just, you know, sit with it. You can meditate on it, journal about this. Um, and then just think about too, like what keeps you from facing your shadows? A lot of the time it's fear. We don't want to see our shadows because we're afraid of them. Um, we don't want to come to terms with them because then what would happen to us? Who would we be if we faced our shadows, right? Who would I be? What would happen to me? Where would my life take me? Um, there's a lot of what ifs and a lot of unknowns. If we humans don't necessarily like that, right? We like comfort. So just thinking about, you know, why why haven't you faced your shadows before? Um, and then how would your love for yourself change if you accepted and acknowledged your shadow aspects of yourself? So I think this is a big one because I feel like self-love and shadow work go hand in hand together. And they... Like, I feel like, you know, facing your shadows helps you to love yourself more and loving yourself helps you to integrate your shadows in. So they go really well together. Um, and I think that's all. Yep. I had to say on that topic today, but I thank you all for tuning in again, whether you're tuning in through the podcast or whether you are watching this in one of my programs or my offerings. Um, thank you so much for showing up for yourself. Uh, showing up for me, supporting yourself, supporting me and your wonderful journey. And last but not least, stay wild, my friends. <laughs>